You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. TGIF. We made it. We're here. And we've got Jersey to talk about. I mean, do you have a knife so I can cut the sexual tension that is in the car on the way to the Jersey Shore? Great, <laughs> Contania and Dolores. I know I you mean, know about this. Like, can they just get back together already? When he made that comment about what did he say exactly? How good like, she looks. Like how he could want to? Did he say he want to bend her over? Or he said, like "If we that? were still married right now, I'd bend you over." Yes. I was like, okay, so basically you want to bend her over. You're just using the the pretext of like, if we were still married, this is what I would do. I mean, I would love to see it. I feel like her mind, clearly to me, he seems very open to the idea, but I, her mind and her lack of response seems like she's really close that. Like it's like dead bolted. The earth I think would have to be ending for her to maybe consider it. I think in the back of her mind, I think she likes knowing it's always a fallback. That's true too. That like, because I can't figure out what it is with David. Like, Why does she, even if he's great in bed and like, everyone's like, she's independent. She gets to do what she wants. I'm like, but like when it comes down to like bringing somebody somewhere, she wants to bring someone somewhere and she picks Frank. So that tells me that like in a relationship, she would like somebody who like shows up with her to things like for social events and like stuff like that. And she's not getting that with David. And I think she deserves it. She's an amazing woman as we saw for, you know, the award that she got for everything she's doing with breast cancer. And I mean, they did flashbacks of what she's done when she was helping um, all the people that were, um, you know, like children and women who were struggling to find, you know, shelter consistently. I mean, I just feel like she does so many things. She has such a wonderful heart. She should be with somebody like that. I also think it was just kind of shitty that he wasn't even there for the award. I mean, I don't, I know, I don't know how like doctor shifts and things like how that works. I'm not a doctor and I know like you're on call and there's a lot of things that you can't change. And there's a lot of life things that you have to miss because you're saving people's lives. So I totally, and in his case, delivering babies. So I totally understand that. But like you would have thought even, and I think we all know he hates filming because it's very apparent, but you, <laughs> you would think? think he, you would think he would at least have been like, here are some flowers or I got you this because I couldn't be there. And I'm so proud of you. Like there's, there's like no love there. It feels like at least on camera. 
Yeah. He feels very cold and he wasn't like that before. This is a shift. This isn't just, I know some people like, Oh, medicine can kind of harden you and stuff like that. And I will say like, I, I totally get, I think if you are married to somebody in the medical profession, whether it's a doctor or a nurse, anesthesiologist, any, anyone whose people's lives are in their hands. I mean, I get that you kind of have to understand that in a sense, they're also married to their job. But that being said, like, I remember when I was pregnant and I was scheduling my like induction date with my second and I was like, oh, maybe we could do it this Thursday or Friday. And my doctor's like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm off those two days. I'm going to be on vacation. You can still schedule that time. It'd be somebody else. If you wanted it to be with me, let's do it Sunday night. So, I mean, that being said, I get that it's hard to do those things, but I think it's possible if you want it to be. Yeah. So, I mean, I think make, you make time for the things that you want yeah. to be there for. Like, I, I believe that in all aspects of life. I think but, if you really, if something's important to you, you will make time for it. I do just want to say though, the flowers for this event were unbelievable. Like I now want to apologize to anyone I've ever thrown a bridal shower, baby shower, like help with a bachelorette that I didn't have basically like the entire, an entire garden brought into the house. It was so pretty. It was gorgeous. I feel like even like LVP parties. Cause it, LVP does a lot of floral arrangements like that to me. I even loved it even more like that party. It was so well done. Was, I think she yeah. shared the florist or the party planner who did it, but it looked incredible. And I love the color palette. It was, really, I know really pretty. the whole thing was really well done. And I'm basically going to try to copy it for any future events that I have to host. Hopefully one day I'll be hosting events. Um, all right. So the event was beautiful, uh, looked great. I know you made a note about this too. And it is literally my, my biggest pet peeve when someone like the week before or the last time everyone got together, one person got too drunk and we feel the need to tell every single person the story when we all get back together in case somebody missed it. Like I've been that person that was too drunk and <laughs> it's it just is, this person. Yeah. But it's so annoying. Like if there's only two people not there, you know, it's not like, Oh, did you, you probably didn't hear yet, but Abby was so drunk. Then she did this. It's like, if I want them to know what happened, cause they weren't there, I'll be the one to tell the story of what <clears throat> no, people it's, told me. It's I did. embarrassing. And I guarantee, and I'll share my story. So last weekend I went full Jen Aiden I similar, I mean, I'm, I think as moms these days, especially during the pandemic, you really take any freedom you have. And I'll speak for me because Abby's had some freedom too and didn't do this, but I really get there. I'm what, I need I, to get over my chronic fear of hangovers and then I'm right there with you. But I really went after it. So last Saturday we dropped the kids off at my parents' house you know, went over to buy a friend's house, started drinking some rosé, like feeling really good and great and just kind of kept that going. Um, it definitely turned into a sprint, not a marathon. So we were at dinner at a really nice Italian restaurant. And when I drink, I have this, I can get mischievous and I can also get a little, um, mouthy too. Um, so I, while we're at the dinner table and I see a couple that look like they're on a date and mind you, I haven't been around like real people in a minute. So I'm also <laughs> to give it, trying to like <laughs> give myself a, a little credit there, but I don't really think it matters. So I saw this couple and this guy, like he was on his phone. He just didn't look really engaged. And the girl like just kind of was sitting there. So I took matters into my own hand 
And as we were leaving the restaurant, I go up to her and whispered and I said, you could do better. You could do better. And like walked out, not expecting this guy, mind you, who's bigger than my husband, like think Joe, Joey Gorga with height, <laughs> Frank Antonio <laughs> with height, like taller. He came sprinting out and he's like, what'd you say? What'd you say? And like Kyle and this other guy we were with was like trying to calm them down. He's like, you need to go in and apologize. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God. So all this to say is I shared the story with my friends and I guarantee the next time I see them all, they're going to bring the story up. And it is the worst to just kind of feel that little sense of embarrassment because I do think when we drink and have fun, depending on how far you go, um, it should be a judgment-free zone. Yes. Especially during a pandemic. And I, I just feel like, I don't know. I felt bad for Jennifer because I think she was kind of trying to dance around it. People were like, do you want something to drink? She's like, I'm good with water. I'm okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go for the sangria. Like she was clearly kind of like, I'm, I'm having a chill day. I'm not going all in. I know that I got out of control and that's that. I don't know. I just, I hate, I don't know. I hate that. I'm also though, after the, like after that moment and it was what disappointed me too. It was Marge that kept doing it. And I was like, yeah. And a lot of Marge, Marge is projecting a lot of things from her childhood. Like, I feel like she's just triggered by what she saw by Jennifer and Jennifer is is not Marge senior, you know? Yes, exactly. I mean, and also Jennifer isn't like a Sonia Morgan where this happens every time they get together. Like, I mean, Jennifer definitely will have some moments where she drinks a little bit too much as does every single housewife that's been on every single franchise. I don't think she has a problem with drinking. I think she was just a mom who hasn't really gotten to let loose in a long time. And she knew her husband was driving and she went in there saying she was going to let loose. She took 10 shots. She probably should have only taken one, but like, I don't know. I just, I don't think she has a problem. No, a thousand percent. And how do we feel about this house, um, the decorations, the tour, Melissa Gorga's interrogation? Well, I thought it was odd that Melissa was asking Dolores about her sex life only because Melissa and Dolores like aren't on that level. If it was Teresa, I think I'd be okay with it. I just don't really get that vibe between Melissa and Dolores. I was more shocked that Dolores was talking about, um, like his man cave and was like, this is the only room he was allowed to decorate. You don't live there. And you decorated the whole house and didn't let him like, I mean, what there's so many different questions, that secret bathroom. I mean, there's a lot of her, that closet with all her dresses that are there that are just her event dresses. Like, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions and I do think Melissa to me, like crossed the line a little bit. And to me, this was her like looking for a storyline to kind of dig into Dolores's relationship. Yes. We all have questions. It's a weird relationship. We don't like David. Dolores can do better. I think we all can agree on this, but I wouldn't grill someone and be like, Oh, so, so do you have sex? Like how often do you have sex? Like, I just don't think in a, in a home tour where someone's welcomed you into their home and you're celebrating their achievements their, oh my God, I sounded like Teresa there. Achievements <laughs> um, with their charitable side. I just don't think that was the time or place. It really bothered me. I completely agree. It was not the time or place. Also, this is a relationship that's kind of been questioned and picked at by everyone. So I just don't think it was like, I, I just don't think it was appropriate to like bring it up and try to make it another thing that like ex- about their relationship, implying that like they're not having sex, which she said that they're doing fine there. So let's just take her word on it. And we, I mean, she has said he's really good in bed. <laughs> so I don't know. 
I also sometimes think people that talk about how much sex they have actually really don't and have issues in the bedroom. Like I think, I, I think Joe Gorga has performance issues. Oh my God. Should we take a survey? He talks about it all the time. What man do you you know that talks about banging his wife constantly? I I don't actually, I I don't. And he, and I feel like if they started to talk like that, I would like walk out of the room just because I don't really care to know how often you're getting banged. Like I just, you know, there's some things about your friends and people in your life. You don't need to know if you're happy regardless of how that happiness comes from. Great. But I don't need to know. Um, yeah, (laughs) no. I, I'll I keep really, that in mind. I will not, thanks. I will not text you every time I have Thank sex. you. Thank you so much. What I'll do you st- think I'll stop. about <laughs> Jackie's back in this episode? Uh, I'm happy she's back. I think it's weird. It took her this long to get back. So, I mean, she goes into it. She's like, I'm just going to be like, I'm not going to acknowledge it. She's clearly worried though. I mean, she was asking Melissa, do you think she's going to come after me? She wanted to make sure she was in Melissa's house. Like, Jackie is is definitely as strong as she's telling everyone she is. And as much as she's like, I'm going to go after Teresa, I think she's a little intimidated and scared and I don't blame her. I would be terrified to go up against Teresa. I love watching it. I'm here for it. I encourage it. Keep going. But I would be, I mean, I, there's no way I would go after Teresa. Fuck no. Teresa's not a, I mean, she was known, most famously known for flipping the table she breaks glasses. She's not afraid to kind of go there. You know, she's not afraid. She's like, if you want to go there, if you want to play, let's play. Like, I'm not, I'm not scared of you. I, I do. I mean, the whole vibrator thing and her like, and Joe Judice, like those two, I made a joke about this on our Instagram page that failed, but (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) but um, I dildo one, but that's, yeah. (laughs) But you know, what, what great co-parenting let's go in business together with the dildos and also the Lincoln bios that they always, that Joey always does. But, um, that exchange I did think was pretty funny from Teresa to Jackie. Like it reminded me of something the Potomac women would have done, but there would have been more laughter from everyone. I actually thought it was funny. Like one, I don't think Jackie was expecting a gift. So she was like, Oh wow. Thank you. What I think was the most hilarious part is everyone thought that like Teresa was getting them some sort of like nice gift and then it was a vibrator. So I just think like the shock value of it was hilarious. And then telling Jackie, you know, like she can help it get the stick out of her ass. I think it's funny. I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was very funny. I didn't think, I know she was saying it to kind of like ruffle Jackie's feathers. And I think it worked um, because then they go head to head at dinner And Jackie says to her, you know, talk. So Teresa tells Jackie, she's not confident and that she doesn't like to hang out. She only hangs out with confident people. And Jackie asks her, she got the confidence in jail, which like, wow. Um, My only problem with this is that's like Jackie's biggest, like comeback and biggest way to get Teresa. And I'm kind of like, you already did the jail thing. Like find her on something else. I don't know. Like also her parents went to jail, Jackie's parents. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I just think that like, it's a good point. Like, would she say that to her own parents or maybe she like knowing her, she'd like spend it. Like it was a huge confidence building moment for them. And that's, I don't know. It's just a cheap shot. Like cheap yeah. shots are taken. I think to troll Teresa, you have to really seem unbothered. Yeah. And Jackie, it's not, it's, I mean, it's not easy. I don't think I would 
I usually show my emotions on my face, so it would be really hard. But I think if you got to channel Dolores, I think it does a good job of appearing unbothered. Like you just got to not let it get to you. I did love though when Jackie told Teresa, she treats everyone like shit. And I think Teresa just thought like, oh, I'm going to go around the table and everyone's going to say how wonderful I am. Dolores says, no, you treat me great. Jennifer says, no, you're a great friend. She's like, Mar, you know, Margaret. And she's like, uh, you told someone to pull my hair. And then she turns to Melissa. Melissa's like, you told somebody I was a stripper. Like, I just think it's like kind of funny that like at the end of the day, Teresa really does treat people like shit. Yeah, no, she, (laughs) she does. I mean, she just, I feel like Teresa doesn't just take accountability when she rehashes those moments to me. It's like memory loss, like Ramona It's very like reminiscent to me, like similar OG behavior there where it's just like, yeah, uh, okay. You know, she doesn't really like address it. It happened and she kind of acts like pretends it didn't happen. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely the Teresa way. I'm curious to see though, what unfolds as the rest of the men arrive at Jersey. Cause you know, it's going to get fun when Dr. Aiden's there. Oh wait, no, he's not coming at all. Evan's going to come for a little bit, right? Yes. Evan's coming. And then, I mean, gosh, so much happened in this episode. That was so great. Joe B dodged a boy, even though he did start the rumors. I know, but that's just what I love about Frank Catania though. He's like, I don't think he said that even as they were driving. And then when they got there, like Joe and Frank, Joe Gorga, don't say a word that whole dinner. They're like, I'm not going to throw him under the bus. And not to say that like bro code is better than girl code, but you know, all those women, if that was like Marge or if that was anybody else, they would have thrown her under the bus. They're like, oh yeah, she said that. That was definitely said. Yeah, no. So I just was dying laughing and Marge immediately was like, I feel like Marge truly had no idea. I think she was really upset by it because she was kind of like, um, he messes up, he mixes up his words all the time. That's just what happened. He mixed up his words. I was like, uh, I think it was pretty clear. I'm interested to see how that comes out in the reunion. Um, really quick before we move on to Dallas, I did watch, watch what happens live with Teresa and a couple of things that I think everyone wants to know. Do you think she slept with Tony? Pool boy, yes. Tony. Yeah, I still do. She said no. Well, of course she said no. She said no, but I really, really hope that she did. And then um, she, so there was a lot of reports that came out that Teresa and her new boyfriend, who I thought was Luis, because I think he is um, Latino, but he he's Louis or yeah, Louis, I think um, they bought a house together. And she has no regrets in investing that money with him. I mean, I guess that's, I guess they're serious. I don't know. I mean, I don't, she says he says he's her soulmate. And I mean, I don't know if wedding bells are going to happen, but I feel like marriage has been discussed. I'm sure. I just feel like that's moving extremely fast. It is. And but I, she's I don't know. been getting that good, good, I guess. Like, I mean, she's been eating she, that. Do you think he has? No. She's been he, eating that, uh, pineapple. that pineapple. She was doing that for the pool boy. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, do you think this, whatever his name is, really has a, a decent eggplant? I guess. I don't know. He <laughs> doesn't strike know. me as an eggplant. A good eggplant I mean, maybe guy. he's just a generous lover. We've never <laughs> received so many messages in our life of running Real Moms of Bravo than people 
opinions on Pete Davidson's penis. Sorry, I'm going to sidetrack there. Yeah. He <laughs> apparently is very generous in all aspects. Yes. I just so, want to put that out there. If you're looking for said, a lover, ladies, go for Pete. Did not anticipate so many comments on Pete Davidson and his eggplant. So I maybe he's got a Pete Davidson factor to him and just is a generous Bro. lover. All right. You know who I think probably has a very tiny eggplant? Who? Travis Pullman. Uh, I think he, I bet he has a, like a micro penis. You know, yeah, I could kind of see it. He kind of has like short man syndrome. I think that's why he acts all big and tough. Like, oh, stuff. You spend too much money. Like, you know, he's like, you don't know what, like he always like talks down to her. I was so proud of her for standing up and be like, you weren't supportive in any of this. She needs to have a bigger backbone with him. I will say in watching this, I know Stephanie's doing an amazing thing, but, and I know it's a pandemic, but to me, like the charitable thing seemed a little tone deaf to show up in a PJ. I mean, how far away was this? But I know Texas is big, but like there had to have been a way she could have gotten there without a PJ. The other thing that I thought too, and again, it's great. Like that locker room was stunning, but I have to think if that was the state of the locker room, the way we saw it before, I mean, have a classroom is much better. Do they have a good computer lab? I mean, are there other aspects of the school that might have made a bigger impact? And again, that sounds like a horrible thing. I think it's great what she did. The locker room was awesome. It reminded me of Friday Night Lights. I thought it was so cool. I know in Texas, football is really, really big. I just couldn't help but wonder like, okay, the, the amount of money that went into this locker room, could it have been be used like for something? Spread. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like spread a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought like, about the girls locker room. Because, oh, you know, it looks like shit. Yes. Cause I, I think, cause it's fresh in my mind. Um, Abby, you shared this on our Instagram, the NCAA tournament. There is the comparison. One of the women athletes um, shared the women's locker room compared to the men's and it was laughable. And since then it's been thankfully, cause she called it out has been fixed but, um, anyways, I think the locker room thing was fresh in my head. Yeah. It's a great thing what she's doing, but it just seemed, something seemed a little, not the best choice in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I agree. I love that you were thinking about the girls locker room though, because I mean that like, they're not going to get to use that. And I bet theirs does look like shit. It's I like bet Stephanie. it looks like, sh- yeah, I bet it looks like shit. So I would have been like, yeah, like that would have been cool. She's like, and we did the girls locker room too. Um, especially cause like I played sports in high school and I can tell you our locker room was so disgusting. Like it was, must've been a men's locker room at one point. And it was the, like when we had an opposing team come in, they would get the locker room. And if we were having practice, we had to leave all of our bags in the hallway. Oh my God. <laughs> like literally could not have made us feel like more peons yet. Like we were the only ones to ever win like conference and the boys couldn't win more than like four games, but they had the better locker room. So I'm a little bitter there. Um, I, I want to know though, have you ever seen an electric bill from your house? Yes, because I pay. So the way um, in our marriage and how we do our finances, I manage like all the utilities and all that. Well, Cam does not. I feel like Cam is a Teresa in the making. I will not be surprised. And I know court apparently comes from this uber rich, like fancy Texas family, but it just seems very odd to me that she's not allowed to know when the house is like pending and can, you know, might be sold and she's never seen an electric bill. She just assumes they're paid. I don't know. I'm like, this is like what happened to Teresa and she went to jail for tax fraud. So just 
be careful, like know your finances. Yes. Know your finances. And yes. Um, what else? I will say Uh, one of the enjoyable things that I did like from this Dallas episode, I am glad that Tiffany and Carrie seem to have kind of like a cute friendship. Um, and that, uh, Tiffany's daughters like loved Carrie. She's like, Oh, just come here. Just come give me a hug. Like she was so sweet and like nurturing with them. I, I I'm like really in for this friendship. And I think Carrie could really kind of help Tiffany because I mean, Leanne said very hurtful things about Carrie and her, you know, nationality. And Tiffany has obviously experienced racism being Asian. Like, I just feel like, you know, that in that group, definitely very wrong, but like they, there have been a lot of white women who have made them feel maybe not fully accepted or welcomed. And so I don't know. I I like the idea of them like kind of like being there for each other. Yeah. And I also think. Carrie, now that they're kind of understand each other a little more, I think she brings not that Tiffany isn't fun, but let's like kind of gives the permission to let loose. Not that Tiffany needs that, but yeah, kind of brings out more of that fun and uninhibited side of her. That's the word I think I want. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's just kind of like, let's Tiffany lets her guard down around Carrie. Yes. That's a much better way of saying it. Thank you. Um, And I, I just, I've also like Tiffany's kids are so cute and I kind of, I don't know why, but like a part of me really loved and my heart just was warmed by the fact that those twins picked Carrie over Deandra. Cause I think Deandra <laughs> just assumes everyone loves her and she's the smartest and she's the hardest working businesswoman And she's all these things. And it's like, I mean, you have a, you have a family business and I'm sure you're working hard to maintain, but you've struggled to keep it afloat. Your mom's had to give you money to keep it afloat. Like, it's not like you're this, you know, just like, you know, Elon Musk and everything you touch is turns to gold. So I don't know. I just kind of liked that the twins picked Carrie over Deandra. Deandra, I will say this season and you and I didn't start Dallas from the beginning, but this has been the most likable that I've liked her. Yes. Um, I particularly liked her when she stood up to Brandy and was like, you're being a cafeteria Christian. You're picking <laughs> what works for you. But I, at the end of the day, so then <laughs> So they're fighting over the fact of like the Christianity and the spirits thing, which I said on last week's, like as somebody I'm Catholic, but like as somebody who's like, I don't maybe more religious than the average Joe, I don't see an issue with it. I also think you just need to let people do what makes them feel better at the end of the day, spiritually. But I love that Deandra brought it up. You know, you had this medium and we were like, you know, try to channel all these like dead spirits and Brandy like turned it into like, she was a victim. Like, do you think I want this to be going on? This is what happens to me. And this, Oh is my like- God, that I was dying when she was, <laughs> that. did I choose this? Did I choose to see ghosts? <laughs> like what? The- <laughs> like, are we fighting over the supernatural? Like what is, what has come to this? And then she started talking about Astroglide and she meant something else. And I really love that Stephanie broke the tension. Like it's great for butt sex. Like, I was just like, we need to get off of this. Like I didn't choose the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm told shows me like conversation. It was just, it was, it made me laugh so hard. It was, I mean, it was very <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> Hi, yeah, yeah, Dallas, you're a hot mess, but you've got a lot of great theme parties this season. I mean, every episode because of COVID, they've done like a theme party outside, which I, I, think, I think it's props. cute. It is. Cute. I like it. So many. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I keep looking at like, there's like these pop-up picnic places ever. I'm like, I am like so ready to do one. I just think it sounds like so fun to just like 
sit around a little table, which makes no sense, but this is what COVID has done to us. Oh, but yes, Dallas, I, all in all, what would you give this episode? I give it like a B minus. Oh, I was, I was going numbers first. Um, I give it a C. Okay. All right. Uh, Atlanta, what do you give Atlanta? I did not like this episode. I actually felt like it was really lacking. I, you know, reading our notes right now and it feels forever ago. <laughs> Atlanta. It's been a long feels, week. It's been a long week. It feels forever ago. Um, it was fine. It was fine. I mean, it was the fine. haunted house, the haunted house. I mean, let's get, let's get the thing that everyone's been talking about the most is Kenya's costume and the cultural appropriation. I was surprised that none of the women called her out directly. I did think that Tanya, Tanya, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is kind of a shit disturber. I should have had oh, Latoya. Tanya Latoya, thank you. Tanya. Tanya's okay. still in Canada. She hasn't okay, come back. Thank you. That's why I was like, I feel like that's not, I'm mixing up my people. Latoya is a shit disturber and is truly like, I feel like trying to get a full-time spot by stirring up the drama and stirring the pot and, you know, poking the bear with Fallon and Fallon's like taking the bait. I think Toya should have done her research because, you know, that bitch, um, that was really her name. That, that bitch, Yovana, right? Wasn't yeah. That? Yovana, yeah. yeah. That bitch. Yovana. I was just called her that bitch. All the, but that's what she like wanted to be called. I didn't, I mean, she had a few seasons, but it didn't really work well for her to be the one that always, gotten someone's like, face people off. Yeah. I just, and also like as much as we love drama and conflict, that's why we watch these shows, the level at which Toya brought it for Fallon, like one, it was completely unasked for. She turned her house into like a haunted house. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't the entire house. She didn't have like a, a wait staff. It was, you know, like a small gathering, but she was just trying to make Halloween fun and COVID safe. And I like, I give her props, but like you come into someone's house who's hosting and you, Talk about like how it really like, oh, this is it. This is all we have. I thought it was going to be more than this. And like, oh, this is what a house gets you when you marry, you know, a 65 year old man and her husband is 56. Yes, there's an age gap, but like she purposely made him older. Like she just kept coming after her and without, with no reason, Fallon never like said anything, did anything bad or she even made her a drink because, you know, Toya was complaining that she didn't have a bartender waiting on her beck and call. And so to me, I was like, I just didn't like watching that. Like, I don't want to see people get attacked just because somebody wants to start a fight. Yeah. Yeah. She just seemed to be picking at her. I mean, clearly there's some jealousy there. And yeah, it was just weird. It was just weird. But yeah, this episode to me seemed like a reach. It seemed like we're reaching for some things, reaching for some drama. But Atlanta's coming to an end. They're starting to film the reunion. So yeah. I'm guessing the finale should be approaching here soon. Yeah, I would think, I mean, there's going to be, they're going to go to New Orleans for their girls trip. So typically they will be like, when you get towards the end, there's like one trip and then they're going to come back. Uh, and then there's going to be like, someone's going to do some big party and that's the finale, whatever that last party is. Um, and I always love that at the parties, they play the, like the music and show where people are at. And there's always somebody that's like, le- like, it's like, as they're leading the party dramatically is when we get the, like the freeze on them. So season so. 12 had 23 episodes before the reunion and we're season 13 and there's 15, but because of COVID, I don't think it's, we're going to get like, I think we make it 18. I mean, we only got 13 with 
OC. And yeah, then we so went to I don't think we'll reunion. get as many. Yeah, for sure. I bet though, this reunion is probably gonna be pretty epic. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of like a Potomac situation where we have three parts and the third part is um, like an extra long one, like oh, 90 Well, minutes. I feel like Atlanta, historically speaking, has always like hands yeah. down some of the best reunions have come from Atlanta. I mean, the absolute best Zoom reunion, Atlanta, like they killed it. So yeah, I, I'm like almost just sitting here waiting for the reunion. I cannot wait. I want to see the looks. I think they're filming today, right? Yeah. Andy posted something last night. So I'm guessing they, I don't know if they do it, knock it all out in one day or if they do it over. No, they usually do it in one day. They start at like 9 a.m. And then I think it was yesterday. Oh, so it could be done. All right, guys, buckle up. It's coming. Um, but this is the end of this week's episode and we need to do our shout out. And this week's shout out goes to Miss Brittany Cartwright, Cartwright, Couch D. Taylor. I don't really Brittany know how. Cal- <laughs> I started to do this other accent that turned British. Thanks, the crown. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Brittany, I love jacks. Y'all can rot in hell. Um, no, we want to give Brittany a shout out because one, I think it takes a very special person to marry Jax Taylor and make him at times somewhat uh, seem like a nice guy. But most importantly, I just love how she's been so like empowered and like proud of her body throughout her pregnancy. It truly breaks my heart that she's been trolled by people since she was like two weeks after she announced her pregnancy. I felt like people started saying like, oh my God, you're getting so big. Um, Just like all these, like everything she does, I feel like everyone thought she was like doing something wrong. And I look at on other pages and no one's trolling like Lala or Sheena. It just, it's. Britney's getting it the worst, I guess, because she's not, you know, like looking like a stick that's holding a, a basketball, but I just, I really can't believe there's people out there trolling a pregnant woman. So I mean, there's we love her. Shitty people. I, here's the thing, like, I don't like Jax, but I don't think because you like Jax, you should take any of that hatred or anything towards Britney. Like she's a human. It was her decision. She clearly loves him and they're having a child. So kind of got to get over that and let her have her future and choose to be happy for her or choose not to comment. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I mean, yeah, listen, we both have had kids. I will say too, everyone's like pregnancy hits everyone differently. Every woman carries differently. She's also the only one out of the group carrying a boy. Like I don't, we don't know because you and I both only had the same gender, but I've heard that you carry differently based on if you're having a boy or a girl and it's hot in California. Like we know what it's like when you're pregnant in the heat, you swell, your nose swells, your oh face swells, gosh. your hands swell. Like you're, you're just going to look different. And so like everyone commenting on like just every little aspect of her, it's like, Jesus Christ, give her a break. She's growing a human body, like body inside of her. She's growing life. Like just, I think give her some grace. And honestly, I think she looks great. She seems so happy and this is what she's basically wanted all her whole life. And it just breaks my heart that like, it's been filled with so much negativity. Yeah. I mean, people are assholes. Yeah. But not you people, anyone who listens to our podcast, I'm guessing is not the ones trolling her. If you are, please stop. Um, but I would be shocked if that were true. Um, but Brittany, I doubt you're going to hear this and your husband blocked us. So I don't know if he'll <laughs> see this, but 
we are very happy for you guys. And we are looking forward to the arrival of little baby Couchy. And we just hope the rest of your pregnancy goes smoothly and that you have a very safe delivery. Absolutely. And with that, we're wrapping up our episode. So if you want to check out our summer house recap, please check out our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. Um, to anyone who is part of our Patreon page, thank you so much for your support. We did send a message. If you're considering the OG, um, the OG status, we are kind of scaling back a little bit. Abby and I are focusing on ourselves and our mental well-being in terms of how much we take on. So we are providing as much as we can. So we just want to be transparent about that, but we would appreciate any support that you can give us onto Patreon. And if you want to give us a free way to support us, um, please, please, please leave a five-star review. Um, a written review, these make a huge difference. It really, truly helps you hear, you hear us say it every episode. It helps with our bookings. It really does. I mean, people, when you tell them that we've had XYZ guests on, on, and they look at the reviews and it's good, like they'll, they're more likely to want to come on. So it really does make a difference. It's a small task on your end. So thank you in advance for doing it. And if you're not already, check us out on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail, we all will but we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.